Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. In the grim future of the podcast, there is only non-sequiturs. Non-sequiturs! And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies! If you'd like to hear QAnon, press <laughs> one. If you'd like to hear 80s pop culture reference, press two. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I had a very visceral flashback to movie phone there. You did a good job. <laughs> the real movie phone was inside you the whole time. <laughs> yes. I, I definitely called movie phone uh, for my birthday one year to see when the mask was playing. So my mom could take me to see the mask for my birthday. Oh, I feel like I definitely, I definitely used movie phone, but I don't remember specific instances in which movies were being phoned. I know I used it. I, I like that was that's the only one I can just like actually recall. Because I also remember like using the newspaper to figure out movie yeah. times. Yeah, because 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 we're <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh I, I, I'm a doddering old fool who, who used the uh, the, um, tel- the newspapers. To find out when the the local cinema was playing the film I wanted to see, mm. I had to know yeah. when Dragonheart was going to be on. The, the, thanks to the uh, a wide commercial explosion of uh, Dragonheart commercials, I remember several of them. I remember being blown away by the dragon and Dragonheart. Oh my god! What an <laughs> impressive looking CGI creature! And uh, I had lost one. How wrong I was. I mean, well, I, I guess at the time, it's to be expected. But you go back, and it's just like, uh, sometimes you go back to a thing, and the effects hold up. Dragonheart is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> our, man, I, our, man, our man looks like Spyro. It's pretty yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I just watched a video on uh, Once Upon a Time, and oh boy, they had no budget, and it shows. Like, <laughs> those effects, that's not that long ago, and those effects don't hold up. Evil Queen Lady was always like a dummy mommy in that, and I was in for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, evil mommy type. Let's go. <laughs> the first season or two of that had some shit going on, but like <laughs> nothing past that. I, I, I remember that, that show being Elle's guilty pleasure for a while. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the, the first season of it. Uh, for what it was. I mean, it certainly wasn't like high art or anything, but I had a good time with it. And plus it had a... God, I can never remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Rumpelstiltskin, he's uh, he's also the full Monty and a bunch of other things, but I've always really liked him. And mm-hmm. I thought that his performance was great. But yeah, like the... Much like Glee, the, the bloom was off the rose pretty much from the jump in the second season. Oh, so yeah. So it's just like, uh, okay, I'm done with this now. <laughs> they gave Mulan a katana, which she never drew in the entire second season. Hey, I, I mean, it's like when they took away Michael, uh, Michelangelo's uh, nunchucks, and you just like use that little like spinner thing as his weapon. 
They was, give them sausage. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, after the parents' groups got a hold of it. Uh, I did not realize that they never used their weapons in that whole movie until it was pointed out to me. And then it was just like glass shatter sound effect. And I was like, oh my God. They hey, they don't. use their weapons to like slice pizza or to like catch pizza or like toss pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Kevin Nash defeats himself by knocking peers. Like the turtles never touch him as Super Shredder. He just hits pylons and drops a roof on himself. Mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah, a, a far cry from that first uh, comic book where they murder him in cold blood. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, granted, it isn't like self like ninja self defense or whatever, but they. It's not cold him. blood. It's hot vengeance. <laughs> Well, I mean, if, we're, if we want to be pedantic, it's Hot Grenade or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I believe that's on the first comic kids, too, right? They still blow him up. They toss him off a roof. They throw a grenade at him or whatever. They do kill him. I don't remember the particulars. But, like, oh, it gets blown up by a grenade. At, at the end of the first movie, he falls off uh, He falls off a, uh, the roof of a building and then get, and then Casey Jones. Oh, he, he gets garbage compacted by Casey Jones. Yeah. Casey Jones is just like, oh, look at this. Uh, don't mind me. He's just murdering this guy. Boop. <laughs> He's he's probably dead after falling, you know, five stories into this garbage truck. But let's, let's make sure. Yeah, let's let's leave nothing to chance here. I feel like so so okay. So in the movie, Casey Jones garbage compacts him. I think that in the comic books, he gets exploded. I think there's a yeah. bomb involved because Casey Jones. I think they like throw him off a roof wow. and then they blow him up. They bring yeah. him back later, of course. He's just yeah. like, did you think that falling off a building and exploding would kill me? And it's like, well, yeah, kinda. Is yeah. wrong? I'm, you're wrong for reasons. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's the most opposite setup for a sequel I can think of now in a movie. I was like, yeah, Casey Jones definitively kills the Shredder, like literally extra crushes him to death, and somehow, like he's just back in the next movie, and no one really questions it. Well, no. uh, Casey Casey Jones, like his mind should have been shattered by what he had done, and he should have become the new Shredder. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh man, character development in my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, heaven forbid. <laughs> okay, well, uh, enough talking about that horse shit. Here comes Mongo, uh, by which I mean uh, the amuse bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the. Amuse bouche. Yeah. All right, everybody's uh, favorite pillows, pillow slinging <laughs> snake oil salesman. Everybody, he's favorite face down pillow princess. If, if, if face down, ass up. That's the way that life has been recently liking to fuck Michael Lindell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who we thankfully get to talk about uh, at the top of our boost segment for this week, uh, because apparently he has taken. Uh, some sort of beating recently, so let us l- laugh at him. Uh, so for our Shine of Freud correspondent, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Mike Raines. Mike, <laughs> what's up with Mike Liddell, and why do we get to laugh at him? Uh, we get to laugh at him and all uh, QAnon whiners and complainers because uh, uh, Ronna McDowell, a.k.a. Ronna McDaniel, a.k.a. Ronna Romney, who had to change her last name because her real last name makes, makes Donald Trump mad, uh, she successfully won her bid for a fourth term as chair of the Republican Nas- uh, National Republican Party, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, and um, mm-hmm. there was some grumbling about we need we need new blood in the in the in the chair. We need someone that a new uh, new voice because we've been losing all these elections under Rana's ineptitude. 
And who better than to pick up that mantle than Mike Lindell, the my pillow guy? I decided that he would step in and challenge Ooh, for the uh, for the chairman. Yes, for the chair of the uh, Republican National Committee. And there was another there was another woman, uh, her, uh, Hermit um, Dillon, who I'm, I'm probably getting that name wrong, but she got very few votes as well, uh, or so whatever. Um, so Rana won in a landslide, and the best part about this is for all of Mike Lindell's campaigning, and there were like about 150 votes you could win, uh, Mike Lindell got four. So there were a grand total <laughs> of four delegates that were willing to entrust the Republican Party's fundraising apparatus and strategy plannings to the MyPillow guy. And everybody else was like, no, we'll either go with the uh, quote-unquote sensible insurgent lady or we'll just stick with Rana, which is what the overwhelming group, um, uh, the overwhelming amount of the delegates did. Uh, Lee Zeldin. Who doesn't want their, who doesn't want their, uh, their <laughs> government run like a pillow factory? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> a, a failing conspiracy endorsing pillow factory. I mean, the Republicans do not, endorse conspiracy theories they just want culture wars yeah like culture just wars culture wars off, culture wars based off those conspiracy theories yeah uh, yeah and um lee zeldin who was the failed republican candidate for governor of new york uh, he got one vote for the chair without being an official candidate and the per as the person basically the person was like i will now read the results of the of the vote uh, Lee Zeldin got one vote. He wasn't even a candidate. I don't know how that happened. They were like literally, they scoffed at the fact that someone threw Lee Zeldin a vote. And if uh, if that vote had mattered in any way, shape, or form, maybe there would have been a to do about it. But since uh, since Rana won in a landslide, nobody cared that some idiot was just like, "I like Lee Zeldin. He's a good man. He'd be running this party of ours." So. Um, there was a bunch of whining and complaining from mm. uh, QAnon and shock. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the typical, oh, this just shows that they don't care about us and they're just in it for themselves and they don't listen to the people and blah, blah, blah. And the Uniparty got thrown around a lot because that's what they love saying whenever the baby doesn't get their bottle that both the Democrats and the Republicans are just one big evil party. And all that happy horse shit. So it's not uh, true. One's evil and one's incompetent. Like, hey, sometimes. Well, sometimes both. But yeah, the Republican Party is definitely both evil and incompetent. <laughs> but Democrats, yeah. Democrats, incompetent attempting to do good. So I yeah. will take, I will take the well-meaning party any day of the week in this situation. When again, uh, our we have our boy in Florida trying to like outlaw like books. So. Like, <laughs> Everything, everything's going swimmingly in Republican land. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, our boy, Mike Lindell. Uh, then he apparently was on Jimmy Kimmel hanging out in a uh, crane game machine in a in a bit. I don't know why. I, I didn't what? watch it because I, I didn't watch it because Lord knows why would I ever watch Jimmy Kimmel. But uh, are you I, sure you didn't mean a dunk tank? Because no. I, I think the prizes in a crane game, you're supposed to want to take over with you. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I just... Uh, a QAnon promoter had a thing where they were like, Mike Lindell was willing to do this bit to tell the normies that machines are bad. He's a true hero. We should all love him. And it's like, 
if anyone you hated was doing a bit on Jimmy Kimmel, you'd be like, look at this evil deep state actor doing a bit on Jimmy Kimmel, that deep state shill. Aren't all these deep state people bad? Don't you hate them? But because Mike Lindell did a bit, it's a good thing, and we should be happy right. about it. So it was just... They have to love Jimmy Kimmel more than most. He used to be on The Man Show. Could you imagine a more <laughs> QAnon-friendly show uh, than The Man Show, aside from anything that used to be on G4? Him and his co-host went very different directions, though. Like, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel yeah. and Adam Carolla, like... Oh, Adam Carolla is probably, like, uh, uh, two weeks away from being pilled at this point. I mean... Isn't he on? His stick has always sort of just been like this weird sort of centrist presenting guy who's just like, yeah, like he's, he's got, he's got a, he says, he says a bunch of wild shit, but you know, I like it, but then it also just be like, Donald Trump's a fucking idiot. And of course, like people should be able to get abortions, but then out of the other side of his mouth, he'll say something crazy. And it's like, ah, isn't Adam <laughs> Carolla on Ben Shapiro's network? Isn't he on the blaze or something? Uh, that I couldn't tell you. I have not. I've not dug into the weeds on uh, the the blaze is Glenn Beck's thing. Daily Wire yeah. is Ben Shapiro's thing. So, yeah, I have no idea what Adam Carolla is up to these days. The, the the last thing I heard about Adam Carolla was that he was part of that movie that was just a bunch of fucking like comedians in their fifties complaining about how woke everything was these days. Oh, it's just oh, yeah. like yikes! Uh, yeah, it's it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer that you, <laughs> it's a real bummer that you have to change your material to suit the taste of the time. That you can't just go back to your normal well and make like rape jokes or whatever <laughs> yeah come on, come on. I'm, I'm still topical i'm hip it's like no actually you're not no one stays topical unless you stay up on current events that's the point of being topical so uh get with the times my friend maybe adam carolla would be a little more relevant if he was as hilarious as our next boosh item which is and <laughs> apparently this is news that was news to me i i just assume that my grains knows what he's talking about when he tells me that Marjorie Taylor Greene is jockeying for a VP bid. Mike, uh, this is such a joke that it, th- this is such a joke that it doesn't qualify as headline news. This is in our boost segment, but still, hmm. regardless, tell us, tell us, tell us about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her desire to be the vice president of these United States. Uh, sources inside Green's camp had have been talking to journalists about how this is what she's going for now. This is the move that she's made, shifting away from being a... Th- this is why she flip-flopped immediately, when she changed yes. gears immediately when it came down to brass tacks. She was just like, uh, I've changed my position. In fact, no, I didn't. I've always had this position. You changed your position. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when she decided to get on Team McCarthy right away and becoming like a big supporter of that, she's making the move to being a more uh, centrist, more reasonable Republican. Because Just like it's a Corolla, it, yes. <laughs> it's, it's right. all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, she. Uh, these, this came out because a few months previous to this, um, base, it was it was um, stated by Trump World that they were looking for a uh, female vice president candidate because they gotta they gotta woo the soccer moms and the suburban women that are a little upset about that whole abortion being illegal thing and the fact that the GOP's entire platform is anti woman. So in order to try to smooth that over, they were looking for a lady person to be vice president because Joe Biden's got one of those. So we got to we got to counterbalance that with one of our own. And and along with um, God, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, 
along with Tulsi Gabbard and uh, Kerry Lake and a list of others that um, are the Republican Party, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's name popped up for that particular role. And so it seems like that's what Greene's angling for with her now uh, aggressive establishment embracing position, which um, I would only say for us QAnon monitor people, oh boy, howdy, uh, please Trump pick her to be your vice presidential nominee. Bad for America, bad for America, good for us. Because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let everyone in a little secret about the, the way my life works. Uh, I'm a little troll and uh, polite society puts me in a little box every odd numbered year. But then in even numbered years when there are elections, suddenly I get uh, DMs and text messages from respectable journalists who are like, hey, Mike, haven't talked in a while. Need to catch up on that QAnon stuff. And then suddenly I'm important in a small way and get to interact with people that matter. For the record, this never happens to the rest of us. Although I will say uh, every now and again, one of these journalist types will uh, throw me or Sarge a bone by way of Mike Raids. He'll send us <laughs> a, little, a little screenshot of their text exchange with the Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, L and or Sarge uh, always make me laugh. Uh, good work for them. It's like, oh, yay, a crumb, a precious crumb. <laughs> and that sounds sarcastic, but I do appreciate the crumbs. You, if you get, enough, if you, if you get enough crumbs together, it's like it's like a bread. Yeah. What, what What is bread if not just thousands of crumbs mashed together? Sometimes it can even be meatloaf. Yeah. <sighs> Like, oh, the, would you all, would you call a? Are, are you talking about the ingredient breadcrumbs in a meatloaf? Or are you yeah. saying that? Uh, okay, for a moment I thought that you said that they're like you could get to a portion of meatloaf so fine that you would call it a crumb of meatloaf. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I was going with the if you you need crumbs to make meatloaf. Gotcha. You would have to send us down a wild rabbit hole if it was the other thing. <laughs> I was like so excited. Oh, and Adam Carolla's. Uh, Truth Yeller is on the Daily Wire. Uh, so he's he's getting that Shapiro money. Yeah, and uh, but is that is that the ultimate? Isn't that the ultimate goal of any any pop media centrist is to just be able to scoop money from both sides by taking no actual stance on anything? Like a coward. I mean, sorry, like a rational coward. Sorry, <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> yeah. Um, the <laughs> wow. He talks with Adam Carolla's Truth Yeller. Where he talks with uh, William Shatner, and they give a uh, description here. The guys give credit where credit's due to the women who improvised Let's Go Brandon. Um, and yeah, so really, really. <laughs> Adam Carolla, William Shatner, devil's advocating, quote unquote, for Let's Go Brandon. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Who are we to complain about the world that we made for ourselves? This is on us. Yes. We we made this. Yep. We yep. made this, and those of us that are trying to unmake it are are being stymied by people that think it's fine. So, I mean, I guess... <laughs> I guess fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to derail the MTG, uh, like, being a vice president joke there. But, holy shit, I was like, I'm curious now. It is Adam Carolla kind of a, like talking out of the left side of his mouth libertarian piece of shit yes yes he is <laughs> he is on that ben shapiro grift yeah i mean i'll admit it back in, back in my early 20s like he was part like his his podcast was part of my podcast rotation 
Uh, mostly because like I just didn't realize up front what he was about. And then over time, like, like over time, the resistance in his podcast built up to the point where it snapped. And I was just like, wait a minute, this guy, this guy's kind of a dickhead. I'm done with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, that's sort of how, how I felt about Kevin Smith, although not for like political reasons, for just like talent less reasons. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, I, like I drive around enough that I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm always tempted to like go back to the smodcast hole and like like see what's going on, but I never quite get there. Yeah. I mean, obviously talentless isn't the right word. He's written a bunch of incredible comic books and he's done some of the best podcast interviews ever. But it was just like for a while there, like I was listening to a bunch of his stuff every week, and then I just sort of realized how homogenous a lot of the material on it was. And I was just like, okay, well. Every once in a while, I'll get a gem, but that juice ain't worth the squeeze. Anyway, speaking of not worth the squeeze, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's get back to the the sort of pie in the sky idea of MTG ever actually getting her shot at the vice president like belt, uh, because uh, Mike is not wrong. That would certainly be quite the ride for us. But how likely is it to happen? I, but Bobert is not wrong about the Jewish space laser thing. So I feel like, I mean. Trump would have to know that he was just shooting himself fully in both feet by doing that, right? But he's done that, like, we've said that both on the pod and privately so many times. Like, God, he has to In our defense, but that's usually something that he is doing. And Trump can never see himself as damaged goods. But if somebody was just like, like, if he was just like, like, you know what I mean? He's just like, what do you think of Madge? And they were just like, "Uh, obviously not. Uh, Mr. Trump, like, granted, you're a genius and all, but for the record, here's just like a small assortment of the crazy shit that comes up if you Google her name. And there's like slide a little document over to him, and he'll just be like, "Oh, <laughs> this is pretty bad." Or somebody will point out to him that it's really bad, and he can certainly see somebody else's damaged goods. So I, I figure like he would cut that weight. Also, is she attractive enough for Donald Trump to want to just be in rooms with a lot? I don't think so. Don't that, it, it, is, so. it, it is incredible you said that because after the MTG vice president thing came out, one of Mike Pence's aides came out and said, Trump will never pick her. She's not attractive enough. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that seems like, you know, like for the record, sort of like, you know, older blonde mom type fits Elle's wheelhouse in a way that is not like the norm. That's for me and young gravy. We hang out and we do that, that sort of thing. But if, if you go to somebody like Donald Trump and you're just like, hey, do you find this person attractive? he will just be like, no, I'm all set with that. He's like, are you kidding me? You've seen who I pay to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, t- we're talking, uh, they have to be at least attractive as a 90s porn star. like, Or at that. least as attractive as his own daughter. <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. Will never go dry because it's really creepy and also super true. It's yeah, Uh, it's not a it's not a joke. Straight straight from the horse's mouth, uh, which he feel uh, which he probably wishes was filled with his own daughter. Gross. Uh, Yuck. (laughs) Moving. (laughs) (laughs) That one was super gross. Yeah, that. I mean, your reaction makes all the difference, baby. No, thank you. That's what. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> that's why you do what you do. Sometimes that, no, that was all of us. That was all of us doing that. Uh, and that's that's why we, all of us, again, as a group, not just me, have to get down in the mud sometimes and, and play it that way. So, uh, no apologies from us. We'll never apologize. 
<laughs> okay, uh, uh, Jim Green wants to be the vice president. That's pretty funny. More on that if it develops. Please, God, let it develop. But for the uh, time being, yeah. what we're done I? with that shit. Uh, was there anything? Wasn't there like a surprise Boosh item we wanted to cover? Ah, yes, the oh. ongoing, the ongoing lies of Santos, the Santos yeah. lies. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the poison, Cusco's poison, the poison specifically made for Cusco. So it, it, it came out, I believe yesterday that totally on his own, Santos, uh, has decided to take steps back from the committees he's on. It's totally his idea. No one told him to do it. He just needs to focus on the massive ongoing fraud investigation into his campaign finances. Has like so as this shit comes out, have we answered the question of why Santos so desperately wants to be in politics that he will lie about literally every aspect of his life to get in the door? Well, and all of those things aren't really prosecutable. Um, but now people started like you have to say who's giving money to your campaign, and some not very hard hitting reporters were just like let's call these people. And a lot of them, it turns out don't exist. Uh, and that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> so like to answer your question, I don't fucking know. Like he, he almost feels like he's literally just a front for some foreign influence campaign, be it Russia or whatever. But it's just like this guy they were like, hey, do you want to be a congressman? He's like, uh, maybe. They're like, we'll give you a giant pile of money if you do. He's like, okay, I'll give it a whirl. I mean, there were, I remember uh, people were talking about this after he won, but then they brought it up that like, there were folks saying that like Santos was surprisingly competitive in his district, but that quote unquote, legitimate Republicans will not touch him with a 10 foot pole. Like even like when he was running and even with him having a chance to win, there were a lot of people being like, ah, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not getting on that Santos train. I've heard some shit. And then he won. And then guess what? Republican party. You're now all on the Santos train. You get to have this lunatic be the guy in every Democrat attack ad for the next two years being like, he yeah. paints he paints everyone around him with a brush, which is definitely why he is taking a step back from all his committees. Because they like someone told him like get the fuck off. Like, like do, do you think he has been approached by anyone representing RuPaul's Drag Race yet to just be like, hey? Because you know you know you know that those those reality shows they be circling. So oh, just like, he's lining up like, dancing like some with dancing the with the stars, yeah. some, like specifically <laughs> for him, some RuPaul's. So just be like, hey, like, th- like your boat looks like it's sinking. So when you need some cash after this, uh, you know, you know where to find us. Yeah, uh, I mean, who knows? Like, I just think it's so wild that like nobody knows. Obviously, nobody knows who the fuck this guy is, and nobody knows who he really is. So like, nobody could, nobody, I guess, could hazard a guess as to why he seems to want to be involved in politics so bad. Did he just have some sort of like come to Jesus or come to Washington moment where he's just like, Hey, I have like, I need to, I need to have my hand on the wheel in some way. It's really strange. Cause with the fact that like all of this shit came out, basically it was like, um, 
networks or whoever call this, hey, in, in this district in New York, this guy, George Santos, has won a seat. And then like a week later, his whole life is annihilated. It's just like, I can't even imagine that the man must have no self-awareness. He must think that there was, he was never going to be put under any scrutiny for uh, everything that he's done up, up until he won this election. And that it was just going to be yeah. smooth sailing. Cause like, holy shit. Like this guy it, is so radioactive. It's incredible. It's not 2023. Like the internet doesn't make it so information and pictures can be shared amazingly easily. No one will find out about my fake name. Uh, all that time I spent as a drag queen in Brazil, like none of this my, can bite me. I my I, sorry, my ahead. my lying about being Jewish, my lying about yeah. my family family members dying on nine eleven. Like literally, the fact that everything I've said about myself is not true, all of it, none of that will come out in the wash like instantaneously after I'm uh, I, I'm congressman elect of my district. <laughs> yeah, uh, like. I try not to be conspiracy minded because we look at conspiracies like all week long and like try and break down why they're dumb and like, but with him just being so corrupt and so stupid, it does lead you down this weird conspiracy pathway where it's just like, are, are the, is whoever like pushed him into politics, like, I'm trying to Occam's razor. Like, what's the simplest answer here? Is he just corrupt and stupid or is the people running him corrupt and stupid? And it it's really hard to say. It's really fucking hard to say. Someone's very stupid. Uh, like, and Wow. Oh. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that in your decision making, you never consider for a moment that you could just be a true American patriot. <laughs> I, you know, I had not considered that possibility. Headed Palestine <laughs> next to you and defend her still today. <laughs> Classics. Oh, God. Remember 9-11? I do. I can never forget. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. the, the, the light and fluffiness of that 9-11 joke is over. And now it's time for us to move into the painful truth. There's our cues in the news segment. Landed that plane so well. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Landed that plane? Really? You monster. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get us canceled. <laughs> it's going to be me. Yeah, that, 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 that joke was all Sarge. <laughs> so I'll, I'll make sure to tell you when it's, when it's just Sarge or when it's all of us. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, so unless you've been uh, living under a rock on Mars with your eyes shut and your fingers in your ears, uh, you may have heard that there's been uh, some video footage released in the week since we have last recorded. And of course, uh, that means that we get QAnon reactions to video evidence of crime, uh, <laughs> which is great. So uh, to our to our blockbuster manager of the week, Mike Raids, <laughs> I ask you. Uh, how has QAnon been reacting to the video footage of the attacks on uh, Pelosi and, uh, oh my god, I don't have this now in my head. Who's the other person? Oh, no, the, 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 that would be the attack in Memphis on the, uh, on, on, the, on the man that was killed there by those cops, who, yes. whose name I'm also drawing a blank on. But QAnon has mostly avoided talking about the Memphis tragedy. Uh, because they are incredibly brainless and 
the only thing they have to say about that is the standard. Well, he should. Why was he resisting? Like you should just uh, Tyree Nichols. Yeah, Tyree Nichols. They, they thank you, why, Sarge. Yeah, why was he resisting and all that kind of uh, cop bootlicker bullshit? But um, so so that means that the other video that QAnon is is discussing this week must be John Cena like coming out from underneath the jumbotron, <laughs> the, the, the Hamlin footage. Oh yeah, well yeah, well I'll I'll get to the Hamlin the Hamlin video uh, debunking that QAnon and others have been doing uh, after we talk about the Pelosi the the big the air quotes on that debunking yeah, yes. Oh, until we get into the big time Zapruder film esque breakdown on the Pelosi a hammer attack video, and uh, L said this last week because we had talked about the fact that like uh, all, these people always talk. Oh, I just want some more evidence. Oh, I just want to see this. And L said it best when he said, "Ignoring evidence is their superpower." That's how they operate. <laughs> yeah, like, cherry and, picking. Yeah. So basically, for. Ever since the Pelosi hammer attack happened, all QAnon's pulled this bullshit where they're like, "Why can't we see the video?" They said there was bo- police body camera footage of the attack. Let's just see it. Let's let's have it dispel all the questions. And if you watch the video, it is literally exactly what the cops said it was. Like, everything I read from the description from the police of the of the event was what was on the video, which was literally cops open door. Cops see Pelosi and the attacker holding a hammer. Cops uh, tell them to put hammer down. Uh, attacker guy, uh, Pelosi takes hand away from hammer. Attacker guy now with the hammer totally free hits Pelosi in head with hammer. Cops tackle guy. Uh, end scene roll credits. Right. So QAnon was like, oh, what? oh, Paul Pelosi had a glass in his hand. That was his drink because he was drunk after his rampant lovemaking with his gay lover, the Hammer Guy. And QAnon was also claiming that both men were in their underwear when De Pepe was uh, not in his underwear. Pelosi was because he was woken up by a guy breaking into his house in the middle of the night. That's how that works. Uh, he, he, he was exhausted from all the gay sex he was having with another guy that was there, obviously. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he got hit in the head with a hammer by somebody. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Even if he was having all the gay sex that an old man could handle, it doesn't fucking matter. You're not allowed to hit people in the head with a hammer. Unless they're <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's really funny about what Elle just said is that the there is the other conspiracy that came out about this besides that Pelosi was holding a glass in his hand and margle largle and flimble blubble was people were trying to slow-mo break down what they saw in the video and they were like, wait a minute, both the, both of the Pepe's hands were on the hammer at the start of the video and so were and Pelosi had a glass in one hand and the hammer in the other. No one's hands were open to, were free to open the door. Who opened the door for the cops? There had to be a second what? doorman. Yes. This is like if you if you actually watch the attack video, you'll see the door opens and then the two men are there. And people are like, none of their arms were reaching out for the door. Who the, the door had to be opened by a like a third person who then like ran away and the cops never noticed them and or they were in on the plot. And other people said that the, vi- the whole video looked staged and that, like, when De Pepe hit him in the head of the hammer, there was no noise. And it's like, it's a very dull thud of a hammer hitting someone in the head. It's not like gong it's, or cronk or smash. I mean, it's like, this isn't Batman. <laughs> yeah, if, if it had better Foley work, it would be much more likely that it was faked. 
as after my brief for foray into uh moon landing debunker uh land if you go into something looking for like it to be staged you're you're going to find that like these people are going in looking to say find the uh, yeah they're looking for things to confirm their priors. They're just yeah. looking for nothing but confirmation bias. And if they find anything in the video that does it, they're like, boom, nailed it. I have proved my point. I am right. Now, the one thing that a bunch of people that was mentioned to me about the video, and then I rewatched it with what they said in mind. If you listen in the video after the door opens, you can very clearly hear like a chime or an alarm which meant that it's very likely it was an automatic door. And so... Mm. Nope, prob- that was the gay sex alarm. It had been yep. going off for some time. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. They, 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 they called up at ADT or whatever, and they were just like, hey, do you mind running the... Do you mind I don't running know why ADT cracked me up. <laughs> they are just like, run the diagnostics uh, for the for this house real quick. And they were just like, my God, the gay sex alarm is going off for 12 hours. <laughs> Somebody there has got the stamina of an ox. What a what an absolute lad Pelosi is, and it doesn't. Still, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, somebody hit him in the head with a hammer. Yum. Speaking of which, uh, it's <laughs> it really uh, got me. In the lead up to the footage being released, I did have some like a handful of people in my orbit that were just be like, "Hey man, the Pelosi video is coming out. It's pretty crazy." Like like they were excited to see it, and knowing that for the the the, the people that. Uh, that were excited to see it. I could weaponize their latent homophobia to shut that situation down real quick. For like a full week, I had just taken it to just being like, yeah, it's weird. I've never seen so many people excited to see an old man in his underwear before. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and <just> like, huh, <laughs> I got like three different people over the course of like a few days. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so on the other, on the other uh, running topic that we've been having, uh, We've had QAnon and anti-vaxxers and all sorts of people uh, speculating that DeMar Hamlin was dead. The NFL was covering it up and all this kind of shit. And just like with with Pelosi, they were like, hey, let's just see a video. Let's just have DeMar come out and tell us he's all alive and he's fine and everything's great. And then we can all put this to bed. So, uh, shockingly, uh, DeMar Hamlin did release a video on Instagram and social media where he was like, hey, everyone, thanks for supporting me. means a lot. Uh, You know, uh, clone. Med bed. Uh, if only, if only the resident uh, shit weasel and absolute piece of trash, uh, uh, Stu uh, Stu Peters, w- did that. Instead, uh, the man who had posted on social media that he had inside sources saying that Demar was brain dead at the Cincinnati hospital and all that good shit. Sounds right. He- he uh, did exactly what Sarge was talking about and started cherry picking uh, frames of the of the video. And he was like, "Hey, on this frame, I can't see Demar's tattoos. What's going on here?" Mm. I, propo- then- I propose that when weirdo conservatives do it, we call it cherry mandering. <laughs> uh, second and therefore since we only have three people on the pod the motion carries at least two to one if not unanimously so gerrymandering yes so he gerrymandered the shit out of these frames in the video to uh show that oh this this might not be him it might be a body double and then because uh stewie is incredibly magnanimous he was like 
I suggest uh, DeMar let me interview him so that uh, we can put all of this speculation to bed. We can just uh, get this all taken care of very quickly because there'll be no harm, no foul. Be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And it just so happens that I get an exclusive interview with somebody who's incredibly, like, you know, in the headlines right now. No big deal. Don't worry about that. Right. Yeah. I get this incredibly newsworthy guy to boost my profile after I accused him of being dead and having him being covered up by the NFL. But now I'm just asking questions. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, QAnon just really loves the idea of somebody being more injured than they are. Because in, in the wake of the Jeremy, Jeremy Renner incident, which it turns out that his injuries are entire entire side of body crushed, including all the torso. So, like, I didn't really think they needed to embellish it that much. But before, like, the extent of his injuries were coming out, uh, some of the more conservative-minded people in my orbit were, like, talking to me, and they were just like, Harry's going to lose a leg. Harry might lose both legs. I think maybe, maybe like, you know, did you see those pictures? You really see it for the waist up. Maybe he's already lost both legs. I'm just like, all right, calm down. We'll find out what happened to him. I mean, he's a very, he's a very famous actor. So, like, at some point, if he has lost both of his legs, we're gonna find out. So, like, but they, they were just, oh, oh god, he's just so injured. Oh, you, you wouldn't even believe how injured he is. They're just chomping at the bit. They just can't wait for that juicy injury information. They're just like, oh man, this guy is so injured. I hope it's even worse than they're letting on. It's like, why. Yeah, so it's, it's it's like it's like Hamlet's heart failure, and then like or whatever the recovery from it afterwards was not juicy. Like you know, it's just like yeah, yeah, cardiac arrest, like in front of like eight million people or however many people were watching the game at that point. It was just like yeah, that's not enough. He's we we want more. Oh my god, did you hear, did you hear that one half of his face exploded into like a mushroom thing? Like that movie, The Last or that show, The Last of Us. It was crazy. Oh my god, it's so wild. <laughs> He looked off the table, he started biting people, and then they started biting other people. It was crazy. <sighs> oh, if, o- if only Hamlin was patient zero of the zombie apocalypse. That would have made it appropriately spicy. I heard that when he was in the morgue, he bolted back upright, and then he drained the blood and life force from people by biting them on their throat, and is now a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds entirely reasonable. And, and, I think that, and, and I think if you really, if you really look at the footage, like, you, I mean, you'll get it. If you know, you know, right, guys? <laughs> That's how this works. That's exactly, exactly the situation that we have here. When where... was the last time you saw Man in Sunshine? Uh, checkmate. <laughs> Demar Hamlin, Daywalker. That's gonna be. That's gonna be the next thing they'll say when that happens. Alrighty, so let's move on into our our next uh, our next couple of headlines, uh, but both of which are going to feature everyone's favorite stupid clown, Donald Trump. Uh, did I say stupid clown? Okay, I was just confirming because that's what I meant. Uh, the first one uh, headline I have here, according to Mike Raines, uh, Trump has decided to begin hating uh, trans people, uh, which I just sort of assumed he already did. But to, to, in the interest of content, I will play ball. Uh, Mike Raines, how does Trump hate trans people? Um, Trump posted a, he's been doing a lot of these very short videos that have a lot of edits in them because the man really can't be like kept on message. And he, one of these videos was about how the woke left is doing super bad, evil things to our children with their, um, gender insanity and they're mutilating our poor children 
and it's very awful and bad what they're doing to the kids. And so fuck them kids. Yes. And he made a video and it was, it was, it's really funny to watch these videos because he can't stay on topic, even as short and as tight and as edited as they are. And at one point he just talked about how uh, gender affirming care uh, by doctors with like puberty blockers and, and surgery and stuff like that could be done to make these, these doctors and hospitals very rich. And he said it with such like a gleam in his eye, that, like they're making the big bucks on this gender, this gender confirmation stuff. It's, it's wild. They're just raking in the dough. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if I was thinking that like doctors were looking to make the illegal big bucks, they might just like, I don't know, do organ harvesting. Cause nope. it's- shut, shut your stupid fucking mouth. You <laughs> moron. The real money is a gender reassignment surgery. <laughs> Yeah. It's in the illicit dong trade. They, they, yeah. they, they've so got like them, a, the the, the cartoon eyes and heart pop out of them, like the auga. But it's it's every time anybody with dysmorphia crosses their path, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna rig these people in for the billions of dollars they have." Yeah, nothing <laughs> makes me feel older and more exhausted than like trans rights, and not in that I don't support them, in that it's just so easy to like be an ally and support people and like nothing sours me on a celebrity or whatever faster than them it coming out and they're like you know what i hate uh women and trans kids like uh, god yeah tangent alert uh because so so we'll get back on, on track here in a second but in the spirit of talking about uh, how furious it is that something is so easy. Uh, that Mr. Beast thing has been making the headlines. Mr. Beast paying for a bunch of people to get what is apparently a 10-minute surgery that stops him from being blind. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a 10-minute procedure, and like blind people are just priced out of it. What the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, just in America. It, like, the, the, I saw people, I saw someone on fucking TikTok talking about like, oh, in Brazil we do this all the time. Like, it's it's like... 20 bucks down here but like in america it's 1400 dollars. like what's wrong with you guys and i was like i don't know like i don't fuck yeah also i don't know about this i don't know shit about mr beast but these days every time mr beast is making the headlines because he's just giving away a lot of money doing something cool to someone so i don't know i like previously all i had ever heard mr beast about was like secondhand people talking shit about him but if his gimmick is just giving away money to poor people then it's like gonna be pretty tough to hate him until something comes out you know what i mean yeah until he gets try try guys there's so like internet celebrity is so weird because mr beast is legitimately like one of the biggest if not the biggest youtubers he has like 30 million subscribers and i had never heard of him until maybe a year a year ago like i accidentally had his burgers before i knew who he was same same it's the same with like fucking shane dawson and jeffree star and all those idiots like i didn't know who they were until much smaller drama channels started covering them i was like what you have how many subscribers (laughs) yeah Uh, 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 what's that oh most popular on youtube okay well that's interesting uh just goes to show how fucking out of touch we are what a bunch of old men anyway um, (laughs) we are a podcast yeah, back to the topic at hand. Uh, we're discussing Donald Trump and his hatred of trans people. Yeah. Uh, so and, well, I'll, I'll let my grace take the floor again. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll just finish up from the video here. 
he went on to state that he would uh, demand a uh, the Congress pass a bill declaring that America only recognizes uh, two genders, male and female, and that they are assigned at birth. Yuck, he, why? Just, just, we're just going down the whole banning of gay marriage thing. Just, It's just one of these things where these bigots, these sacks of shit. Culture wars. They, yeah, these culture war assholes, they just lose one battle, they immediately pick the next one. They're like, ah, damn it, it seems like people are okay with gay rights. Well, maybe they hate trans people. Let's just keep trying to find an other to make people angry and upset about. And um, It's always just so nebulous and dumb. It's like fucking McCarthy with the budget coming up. They don't even know what they're fighting against. They just know they're supposed to fight Biden on the economy. Like, but... By God, if they can make it about the gays and tack that on there so it looks righteous to their base, they will do it. That's all this shit is. They just they need to make something look righteous and also wave their left hand high in the air so you don't see see what's going on with the right hand. I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. The conservative and specifically far right and specifically specifically QAnon obsession with the kids is so vocal as to be suspect. Like, I just genuinely think that they're, like, protesting way too much. Because uh, everybody I know is everybody I know is in favor of, like, protecting the children. But it's, like, so obvious we're not we're not talking about it a lot. There's <laughs> not, not, not a lot of, not a ton of predators in the, 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 the circles I frequent, you know? Uh, so we don't really have to talk about how important it is to defend children because it's just sort of, like, obvious. Yeah, Super obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so when stuff like this comes up and it's just like obviously like a big like cultural or societal change, uh, we don't immediately look at it as somebody like getting their knives out for the kids. We're just like, oh, okay, like things are changing. We're going to have to learn how to educate our children differently about it. Oh. Nope. If you, if you try to tell us, if you're trying to tell people that trans people exist and they should have rights, you're a groomer and a monster, and you want to turn all kids trans or gay or bad or something, and you're probably demonically possessed. So, yeah, it's just... It, it's just... Anytime you see Republicans or whoever doing an obvious culture war, that's them, it's them jangling the keys so you don't, like, because either A, they don't have anything real to fight, or B, they don't want you to see what they're really fighting about. So you just have to go really like just beyond the surface level and you'll see what they're jangling the keys about to distract you from. It's it's not it's our version of do the research, but you don't have to do much. Like it's a very surface level key jangling distract you. The like groomer, anyone who says woke or groomer is trying to distract you from something. And that something is the fact that uh, Kevin McCarthy's plan to balance the budget is a 30% sales tax on everything. Literally. I mean, yeah. That is <laughs> just taxing the poor. Do you think the rich give a fuck about like their, like whatever being 30% more? No, it's going to be you and me by <laughs> buying our groceries being like, why is everything 30% more? This really hurts. Uh, shut up, libtard. You don't yeah. understand what America is truly about. I am and, a, that's, 
And, and that's keeping rich people happy and making sure the filthy pores are kept crushed. No, I'm part the, of the, the numbers. The numbers on the sheet are very important, Sarge. The numbers on the sheet are more important than you, me, or anybody else. I'm Who cares the... that our money is only worth something because we say it is, and therefore the value <laughs> of it should be determined by how much we say it is? Yeah. No, I'm part of the woke military that can't win, according to former President Trump. Uh, that, that's not in our news. I forgot to bring it up, but... Uh, the former well, yeah, because well, why would we talk about a bunch of losers? A bunch yeah. of losers who lose. Nice <laughs> Vietnam idiots. <laughs> yeah. Our former president says because we withdrew from Afghanistan that uh, the <laughs> military looks the the military as it is right now can't win. They're not winners. <laughs> And he's the one who signed the agreement to withdraw from Afghanistan. He just signed it in such a way that it was going to be resolved after he left office. So Biden would be holding the bag. I mean, that's it was literally what he good. did. And, and also, like, I don't if you can you can be like a heartless piece of shit conservative and still be pro military. Like that's sort that is sort of supposed to like the expectation. And in this sense, it's not very hard. You just spit it. You just be like, hey. We were winning so hard over there. You saw what happened the moment we left. Those people are useless. They're fucking useless without America. America rules. Look what happened as soon as we left America. Let go America. Like we, oh man, more countries should allow us to just take them over indefinitely. Look at how good America is. When America shows up, your stuff gets really popping off. And then they can also just be like, look look what happened to Japan. We took away their military. Look Look how good they're doing. They're really crushing it. Good for them. (laughs) No problems there. Yeah, Japan's doing fine. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Everyone loves anime now. I That's mean, why Prison Boots looks so good. <laughs> I, this season of anime is incredible. Hey, keep it in your pants there, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll plenty of time to tangent off of the mailbag segment. <laughs> Mostly uh, because we're, uh, we've are we only got a few more minutes left of the headline news, uh, and it's time for us to move on. Uh uh, we we continue to try, uh, touch on Trump's monsterisms while we discuss yeah. his uh, ongoing slash upcoming battle versus the the pretender to the throne question mark uh, master of the the penis of America, Mister DeSantis, endorsed by uh, Rob Snyder, DeSantis. Oh boy, he's he's raking in the powerful endorsements, dude. He should, he should run Schneider as his VP. Let's go. <laughs> tr- 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 Trump MTG is the ticket, or Schneider and DeSantis. <laughs> oh he could God. do. He could bring back all his funny voices. Yeah. Oh, that'd be the making greatest. copies. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking big top circus that would be. Anyway, yeah. uh, so. <laughs> Mike, uh, are, are DeSantis and Trump coming to coming to political blows currently? What is the situation between uh, Florida's two daddies? Uh, a Florida, a Florida, a fascist Florida daddy and orange daddy appear to be. Uh, it, DeSantis is starting to kid glove this a little bit, but eventually, uh, we've we've said this before on the podcast. If DeSantis wants this, he's got to actually start throwing haymakers. He's got to start swinging. Because Trump is absolutely just an animal that will never stop swinging at you because he's an idiot. The only thing he knows to do is attack. So uh, DeSantis, I saw, had a thing about Trump being a bit too optimistic about Putin. And DeSantis is coming out firmly on the side of Ukraine, trying to tack to the rational section of the Republican Party, (laughs) unlike the QAnon section of the Republican Party, which is aggressively pro-Russia. Trump on Truth Social has been uh, retruthing a storm 
of a bunch of people uh, talking mad shit about DeSantis being a globalist and um, practicing an America last policy. And um, Trump is, uh, was talking about how DeSantis uh, shut down Florida very quickly uh, he ha- he has a, a a post saying thank you. The real Ron is a rhino globalist who closed quick who closed quickly down Florida because <laughs> President Smoothbrain knows how words work <laughs> and even its beaches. Loved the vaccines and wasted big money on testing. In quotes, how quickly people forget! Exclamation point. And this is followed by a uh, a retweet from a random person on Truth Social who has uh, under 5,000 followers, but Trump found them because they posted a thing saying President Trump will destroy DeSantis in a primary. And it has a a poll that shows Trump getting 51% and DeSantis is like 29%. But yeah, like so much of his, of Trump's uh, truth social is just uh, him attacking DeSantis or retweets of other people attacking DeSantis or people saying, I'm Trump 2024 all the way. Like, there's, I ain't backing down. Trump's my boy. I, I got this. Uh, also, uh, because Trump is, and this may have been a kind of uh, shout out to QAnon from uh, Dan Scavino, Trump's uh, Q whisperer. <laughs> uh, on uh, a few days ago, Trump uh, changed his uh, profile photo on Truth Social to a picture of Trump, but the American flag was like basically superimposed over his face. And I've just posted it in the, in the, uh, in, the, in our group uh, DM. Uh, so the, the Sergeant L can gaze upon Trump's flaggy face. And apparently this was done on an anniversary of a Q drop where Q was quoting the star spangled banner. So they were like, Oh, Trump, he's doing the thing where he's loving the flag. And, Q-talk. This looks like uh this looks like Trump on a coffee table comic book cover from the nineties. This is like <laughs> crap. The stars are so oddly spaced. Yeah. Like Yeah, it, it, the, it's, it, this looks like Donald Trump as the head of a super like like the actual physical head on top of a muscular body of a superhero in a knockoff like Marvel universe who's like America guy or something. <laughs> Freedom man. Just Captain Patriotism. Yeah, yeah, he like genuinely looks like (laughs) like a warning uh, of the evil politician here. Like his eyes are so small and beady. Like this is not the image I would have chosen of him. I know they're trying to give him like steely resolve, but he just uh, like maybe it's my bias, but looks really pretty fucking evil in this. So. What 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 Sarge said about the stars? It's like you would think that like for the theater of the mind folks, it's just like imagine the American flag, but like instead of just like that standard field of stars, it almost looks like like the Big Dippers around Trump's like left eye. It just looks yeah. very weird. So the flag is like going down his face vertically, and it looks like he's got sort of like a Phantom of the Opera like blue star portion like yeah. mask, sort of like a Kano but all the way down to his lip and then the rest of his face just has red stripes going down it. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's the scowling look on him. Like, you know, th- like th- this looks like the cover of the issue where Lex Luthor got 
the kid got the presidency in comic books. It's just like <laughs> so, transparently sort of sinister and evil looking. And unless you were showing this to terrorists, it's probably not the look you're going for. So yeah, the stars are arranged badly enough and in such a way that I thought it was some sort of like dog whistle that I, I don't recognize. <laughs> like that it was just some sort of coded like, oh, the stars are arranged in the the such and such pattern. Like Hitler loved that. <laughs> also, for, 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 for real though, if you look at this picture and you like cross eye it, like you're looking at a magic eye or whatever, when when it fuzz when it gets fuzzy, he does just look like a cloud. It looks like a literal <laughs> actual cloud because he's just like he's just pasty white with a bunch of red like near and on his lips, and then like a big blue <laughs> like embellishment on one side of his face. Yeah, okay, good stuff. Theater, th- real theater of the mind action for the folks at home, just like every yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah. picture, picture a dumb fucking cloud that looks just like Donald Trump because it's Donald Trump. Yes, that's basically it. But, uh, but I mean, this this image has been around everywhere because like rational people are like, what the fuck is Trump's avatar supposed to be now? And people are looking at it. Meanwhile, QAnon is like, Woo! he's doing it. Freedom man. He loves America. And uh, the vinyl, the the capper on all of this is he had a speech, I believe, in New Hampshire recently where he declared that he is more committed and more, like, galvanized for the fight than he ever was before. And it's like, dude, you were president for four fucking years. You you better have been, like, tooth and nail in the fight at that point. You literally were in office. Like... (laughs) You ran the fucking country. You're like, yeah, those four years. Give, give me another country. shot, and this time I'm actually going to try. Yes, <laughs> yes. This time I will. I will. I will put some stank on it for you. Don't worry. Yes. Never you worry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I beat Hillary Clinton and I, I lost to Joe Biden, really wasn't putting much effort in either of those campaigns. Yeah. But 2024, oh my god, you have no idea. I am going to be just fucking rip roaring, throwing elbows like you read about oh my god <laughs> wow yeah we, we noticed that you really didn't put that much effort into the presidency trump we noticed you were, you were golfing you were golfing a lot <laughs> we got it yeah you're... man you better hope that if you're hillary clinton you better hope that you're like close to like a nuclear fusion breakthrough or something because you really don't want your legacy in the historical footnote to be lost to donald trump i mean granted she's got other she's got other w she's got some w's under her belt but like the most significant thing i could think of it's just like who is she again oh right she somehow lost to donald trump for president of the united states you know (laughs) people are gonna look back at that be like what the fuck happened you had to be there there were these emails it was really it was really controversial people were voting for harambe i mean it was it was a wild time you wouldn't get it i'm sorry they're gonna be like, yeah. no. So no. He, he somehow he somehow won through the resistance of being caught on a hot mic saying that he just like to grab women by their pussies Ugh. because he was rich. That yeah. is well, just, <laughs> just thinking about that still stresses me out. It's fucking so crazy. I told my my, my my the people I worked with were just like, Hey, do you think Donald Trump's gonna get elected president? And I was like, Fucking of course not. He just got caught on a hot mic saying he grabs women by the pussy. Ain't nobody gonna like that man. That's, I was so confident. <laughs> oh, oh, young L, so young and trusting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 for, I forgot that the I forgot that Democrats do in fact have it in them to fumble the bag under any circumstance. Oh God, they like they they dropped that with Trump like Gina Carana levels. Like uh, 
we hey we 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 managed to lose to George W. Bush and Donald Trump. It's it's very impressive, and uh, th- this yeah, is but, where... but the George W. Bush thing was actually kind of a work. But like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you don't even need a tinfoil hat for that one. Like that, yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, that was Roger Stone in Florida. Oh, and 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 this is where uh, uh, my my hackles get up again, and I'm just I, I just start getting like the the dread syndrome, where I'm just like abolish the electoral college, <laughs> fucking bullshit. Democrats have won six out of the last seven of the popular votes, and we've gotten three terms of Republicans in there somehow because a bunch of old dead slavers were like, eh, we have to let the slave states have a little say in who gets to be president. Over two hundred fucking years ago. Well, what's the record right now? Is it like eight billion or whatever? I, I, I want, I want, like, I, I want the next time the the person with the popular vote loses, I want it to be like, I want there to be twenty million votes that went the other way. And they still lost, right? I just yeah. want it to be so egregious that somebody has to just be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like regular people are just like, "What?" <laughs> <How? kidding> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna do something where they're just gonna like make. They're just going to absorb all the blue states that are anywhere near California into just one state and just call it like Mega California and give it like. They're going to they're going to steal our one Dakota idea. No, that's yeah. our idea. That's our thing. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <God. sighs> our merch. We're never going to have. Yes, one Dakota. One Dakota. Oh, yeah, because I because I, I'm sure I'm sure merch featuring any sort of Dakota just flies off the shelves. Everyone's just like, oh, we got to represent Dakota. Hey, our our fans will support us. One. Dakota. Yes. I would uh I would be worried if our if our fans of Dakota were offended, but there's only like fifty thousand people living there. What are the odds that if they're listening to the show? <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like karma living in Australia, which doesn't exist. The Dakotas actually don't exist. Let's let's we're we were just all kidding around when we talk about the Dakotas. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's like the code name they gave. Like it's it's like that movie Annihilation. There's like a weird thing going on there so the government has just made it look incredibly boring so no one's interested <laughs> anyway i could talk shit about dakota for no reason all day but instead let's go to our listener mailbag our listeners got questions we got answers it's time for q and a uh me bad asks uh well, with roseanne's new comedy special coming out soon what's your favorite pilled celebrity oh wow I don't know. We did talk about Adam Carolla quite a bit, uh, but that's definitely not it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I maybe Tim Allen. Like as far as pilled celebrities go, I've enjoyed his work probably the most. Followed maybe by Kevin Sorbo. If, if I'm if I'm speaking purely as like a lecher then Gina Carano is probably my answer just because I was just like, oh man, Gina Carano, she, she ended up being on the bad guy team, but she was like thick and attractive. And I was just like, okay, well maybe she just wants to be a big fish in a small pod. Cause the rest of the conservative celebrities are just not yeah, that very really worked attractive. out for her. Uh, but in like, I think it probably still sort of tickles me the most that it's Kevin Zorbo just because his, his body of post Hercules work has been like really funny to me. <laughs> oh yeah. So Zorbo and the God's not dead shit. I just, I, I, I oh, Caviezel also good though. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Caviezel. Caviezel's like, they're, they're going to do passion too. We're actually going to have a movie that's going to be directed by raging anti-Semite Mel Gibson and QAnon-believing lunatic Caviezel 
are going to be like the headliners of this movie, and it's going to make incredible bank. I, Is I, it who's the guy? Dude, from... I just I just want it to be like like you see like flashes of like the ankle of some like brown skinned person like running through like some like woods or like underbrush or whatever, and then it just like you know after after a time of like them teasing you with it, it opens up and it's just like utah north america like and it's just like oh shit we're gonna get the plates marona is gonna be here they did it they got to mel who's the <laughs> who's the guy from person of interest uh that, that's caviezel is that caviezel i can never yeah, remember jesus yeah i can never remember his name i i watched the whole first season of person of interest and i i enjoyed that show for like an hour-long like boomer show from cbs uh and then yeah caviezel went hard q and and i was just like oh it <laughs> really bummed me out he made me the most sad uh kevin sorbo and tim allen entertained me the most so i don't know take that for what you will yeah <sighs> okay i think that covers that uh thank you for the question uh troy mcclure good comma- question really says explain to me like i'm five the wizards of the coast D drama oh um uh okay so back when wizards of the coast did third edition they put the core rules like the 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 way you like roll dice to resolve stuff and the modifiers and this and that and a lot of that into what they called the open gaming license and then they allowed a bunch of other creators to use that open gaming license uh, to make a bunch of content that they could publish and make money off of. And that was a status quo for many years. Fourth edition came and went. They tried to change the license for that. Everybody was like, boo, this sucks. So then fourth edition went away. Uh, fifth edition came out and it was uh, still under OGL. And everybody was like, man, fifth edition D&D is great. And now everybody loves D&D. Uh, at which point, now that everybody loves D&D and was just seeing like a lot more money coming from it, uh, Hasbro, their parent company, gets involved and says, okay, we have to monetize these people harder. Uh, and then uh, there was an attempt at making a new open gaming license uh, that had a bunch of shitty stuff in it. It was pretty much it was pretty much butt top to bottom, uh, even though the core conceit that was just being like, hey, I feel like we should be able to get some money from the all these companies that we have like sort of allowed to... Look, r- like cling to us like some sort of parasitic fish to some great shark. Uh, so even if they may have had a point in some instances, the way they executed it was fucking awful. Uh, and then the community rallied and shouted them down and they have been crushed and defeated. And they were just like, instead of trying to change the OGL, we are instead <laughs> enshrining the OGL in creative commons. So yeah, we could never, there's no it. coming back from, uh, yeah, the, Primary, yeah, that, that's a pretty good summation. Uh, Hasbro didn't realize how, I, I don't think parasitic is the right word, symbiotic, all these other creators were, but they saw these other creators making millions off of uh, their game. Sorry, by, I said parasitic when I meant symbiotic. Because those yeah. fish, they, that's a symbiotic relationship. The fish yeah. clean the shark. <laughs> yeah, and... Like a critical role only gets more people to buy more D and D books, and Hasbro wanted people to buy more D and D shit harder. Uh, and See, not- but yes and no, because again, like a lot of the people that I saw making, like you know, a lot of the people I saw deciding to jump into the foray. 
by making their video essay or whatever and getting their clicks while the gig was good. Right. We're very proud to admit how little of Wizards of the Coast product they bought. They were like, I love D&D and I've never bought a single Wizards of the Coast book. And it's just like, okay, well, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. They don't fucking care about you. <laughs> they yeah. do not care about you or your opinion. And also being so bold as to proudly admit that kind of makes you sort of shitty. Like, if you really liked D&D, maybe you would support them at least somewhat. I don't yeah, know. Just go, Sounds just go buy the, to me. Go buy just the, buy box the core books. You like, yeah. Just buy, buy anything from them to show them that you actually will, with your dollar, support them. Uh, so again, like uh, I, I was more on Wizard's side than a lot of people, uh, just because I totally, I was just like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't think it's on Wizards to perpetually allow a Paizo to exist using all of their, like, all of their stuff as a foundation. Granted, uh, Paizo is doing their own thing now, like, which is good. I mean, that's great. But also, like, you know, uh, there was a right way to go about it. It was the coast failed at that. And uh, as more, more and more and more information came out about it, it seems like Hasbro, the blame really falls at Hasbro's feet. Yeah. And desperate shareholders are apparently trying to get Wizards of the Coast spun off from Hasbro because Wizards of the Coast makes all of Hasbro's money. So uh, hopefully that will resolve itself down the line and people who are like creatively passionate about the things that they're making will also get to have their hand on the wheel of the business aspect of it. Um and we will have less catastrophic blunders like this and a bunch of the dumb shit that happened with uh, Magic the Gathering over the past few years. So we there, shall hope. Yeah. There's some good videos out there explaining it. Uh, I know Legal Eagle did a pretty good video explaining it from, I feel like, both sides. Um, his came out before the uh, Creative Commons step. But he, yeah, w- w- it. Wizards fully rolling over just happened, I think, a couple of days ago. That's like yeah. a very new development. They're it, like, you have like literally actually defeated us on this issue. We are, we are done, we, we are done even making an attempt. We, 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 we apologize and we have fucked up real bad. And please, uh, continue to support Dungeons and Dragons content. Yeah. Uh, watch but- Machina season two on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, critical roles fucking response to the whole thing. Like yeah. <laughs> D&D Beyond is one of our major sponsors, so we have uh they could have just said no comment, but yeah. a- anyway, ne- next question. Yeah, uh Essential Corp asks, what was the inspiration for Hello My Beautiful Babies? Uh I think that for a while I had just sort of naturally for whatever reason gotten into the rhythm of saying of like tagging sentences with baby and like uh that was around the time where we started recording and for whatever reason that seemed less insulting if i leaned into it and made it a gimmick and then someone asked us asked us and you to not do it because they thought it was gross and then ensured that it was sticking around for forever Yes, even though I had forgotten about that part until just now, I do remember those people saying that. And uh, yeah. to those people, it would be great if you were still listening because uh, we're two, two years going now. Beautiful babies has been a thing for a while. Yeah, I honestly think it was that just like born out of a born out of like a weird quirk of you know my 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 manner of speaking and like the the phrases I use sort of go through like a like a weird like cycle. And yeah, baby, I will say baby was not- a baby was in rotation, I guess. It was not, it's not that weird of a thing for L to talk like that in uh, our private life. And he'll just like, it, it, like, 
if I had to guess outside of all this, he was probably trying to do it to either like make me uncomfortable or get one or both of us to laugh. And like beautiful babies is a little awkward. And so it probably got a grimace out of me. And that is probably where it came from. If I'm like theory crafting. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what got it to, got it to stick. Yeah. If if it, if it was one of those dumb things that I just said at one point, they got it to stick, but yeah. Uh, because like there's a chance that if you go back and listen to the early episodes of the podcast, there's a chance that like I may have introduced myself by saying something like "What's up, baby?" or whatever, just because I was t- I, don't, I don't know why I just I was using "baby" as a button. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the the other day I was I was uh, I was you know uh, messaging online with somebody from the UK, and I was I was messaging to them the way I would message to anybody else. But I was sort of in my head about it because it was really highlighting how much UK slang I work into just my general, like, like talking. And I was just like, oh, mm. like typing it out. I'm really just like, I hope this person doesn't think I'm, I'm being patronizing. This is this is genuinely how I speak. If I'm asking you if you're having a laugh, that is serious. And I'm not putting an accent on it. I'm just like, hey, are you having a laugh, man? <laughs> he will say that quite a bit. He's not like he's not Johnny come lately on that phrase. Yeah. So there you go. That's... Yeah. So so that that is the murky and mysterious origins of "Hello, my beautiful babies." Uh, our next question is from us, uh, Ken Stanchik, who asks, "Is Freddie Potatoes pulling off this beret?" And I have sent the photo to Sarge and L yep. so that yep. they can answer if Freddie is pulling. Oh, off absolutely. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and, and also like really, like Freddie's the background of the American the flag. Night. Uh, yeah, it's an adorable dog wearing a, a, a bandana as a scarf and a red beret in front of a properly horizontally aligned American flag. Uh, and in our group chat, it's right under that horrible Donald Trump picture, and the juxtaposition is just great. Yeah, yes. the dog is doing, Freddie is doing much better than uh, the Trump. Yes. Yeah, also for the record, is this dog's name Freddie Potatoes? I believe so, that's yes. great. That's a great. That's a great dog name. I mean, I'm sure you don't say the whole thing every time, uh, but when you do have an opportunity to say the whole thing, I bet it's probably uh, excellent. Yeah, (laughs) it feels it it feels like that would roll off the tongue very effectively. So yeah, it it also sounds like it could be a gangster of like essentially any ethnicity uh, (laughs) that would be appropriate for like Chicago in the 1920s or 30s. Freddie potatoes and Jimmy boogers. Yeah, because it's just like it's it's Freddy potatoes. Is he Irish? Is he Italian? Is he neither? <laughs> is he both? Who could say? <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a board game called the Great Museum Caper, and one of the criminals is gonna be Freddy Potatoes. Like, so that's gonna be uh, that, that. You have my promise on that. That's the thing that's gonna happen. Secretly, uh, Freddy Potatoes is Jewish. They've got <laughs> potatoes. They've got delicious potatoes. Yes. Uh, and our final question in the mailbag proper uh, is Pancake Peasant asks, if you could guest tour any place on Earth with no restrictions, where would you go? The Vatican. Guest tour with no restrictions? I mean, yep. the Vatican is a strong contender. Nap Vatican. <laughs> whatever. I don't know why I pronounce it Vatican. Maybe I thought yeah. I was on the brain. <laughs> patio Vatican. Whatever, whatever Patio Vatican doesn't want me to see in Patty's basement, uh, I would very much like to see those things. Whatever they've got, like, squirreled away that is not for anyone, I want to see it. <laughs> 
Um, more more horrifying apocrypha than you could ever imagine. Like, yeah, I mean, he, g- g- luckily for them, I wouldn't be able to read the Aramaic or Latin or whatever it was in, so I couldn't tell what it was saying. But I could just look at it and just be like, "Oh, dude, whatever, whatever Jesus is getting into with this one, it, it's got to be fucking wild." <laughs> I mean, like the Vatican's hard to beat. Like a close follow up is Area Fifty One, but I like. They just do advanced research there. I do not think there's actual alien. Uh, yeah, you'd probably get to see like a sick drone or whatever. Yeah, like 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 whatever the next step of predator drone is going to be. Yeah, right. Um, buh, 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 buh. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's How about hard you, to... Mike? You got a good one? I, I'd go for like a like a really good pyramid in Egypt. Like you find like one of the ones of like the ultra ultra pharaohs mm. the, the ones like not king tub because we obviously excavated the shit out of that but like w- like one of the more untouched pyramids if i could just run around in there that'd be that'd be awesome well there is that persistent rumor that is probably total horseshit but wouldn't it be cool if it wasn't that one of the walls of king touch tomb actually leads to a separate chamber they yeah. keep like bringing in, like different equipment into there to like because the problem is that like x-rays can be dangerous to the murals on the wall, so they have to be like real delicate with how much they blast it with radiation and stuff. Right. But they're just like, man, there might be another secret chamber in here. Yeah. You know what would be great? I, I think I think a lot of Petra is unexplorable for, for various reasons. So I guess if this is like magic genie style and you just got to actually like, you know, like could fully explore a place that was otherwise inaccessible, uh like a like Petra seems like it would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's that. That's that question, which brings us to Chairman Walkman's list of questions. Mm-hmm. And it, on that list this week is, what is your least favorite plant? Um, I, probably poison <laughs> ivy. Poison ivy sucks. Definitely yeah. agree with that. Not uh, a fan of that. I am a big... Uh, I, I very much do not enjoy crabgrass because most of the my front lawn is crabgrass. Like it's just uh, basically like the, the decision would have to be because it wasn't done in the fall, but this spring it'd be like, do, do I just want to kill the lawn and start over or have another year of crabgrass for a lawn and then eventually decide to like in the fall, kill it and reseed it and hope that next year maybe there could be actual grass. For a yard, but I mean, I don't have a great real answer for this, but I have I have a decent cop out answer, so that's what I'm going to go with. And my uh, my least favorite plant would be the original banana tree because I know it exists, and I can never try the delicious bananas that it produced. The persistent <laughs> rumor is that artificial Good banana answer. flavor is supposed to taste the way original banana tasted because you know how there's that weird disconnect where artificial banana tastes fuck all like a regular banana. <laughs> allegedly that's because when they originally formulated that shit it tasted like original banana uh and whether or not that's true i would love to try original banana and you just can't do it it's impossible original yeah. banana is dead original banana uh, unfortunately uh the banana is in fact not the atheist's nightmare because we create we made banana <laughs> so Dude, imagine how sick that. it's going to be when somebody finds like some sort of like tidy unexplored island or atoll or whatever there's just going to be like a, a small copse of original banana trees oh! <laughs> yeah why why are we bringing back the woolly mammoth bring back banana yeah come on well that hey was... we, i mean woolly mammoth might also be delicious let's not <laughs> let's not be too hasty yes <laughs> and that brings us to our question of numerous which is what are you guys looking forward to 
That's a good question. I don't really have much to be. Uh, well, I guess at some point I will probably buckle and start watching The Last of Us, and I'm excited mm. to finally have all my friends shut the fuck up about whether or not I've watched The Last of Us yet. That'll be exciting. I, you, you and me are the holdouts in our big group chat group of people that haven't watched it, and everyone keeps everyone keeps just being like, "Hey, oh, okay. it's very good." And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, I just, I watch a lot of other stuff, man. I watch anime. That takes a lot of time. When a, when a new season of anime comes out, if you're doing like the three episode give, like, that's a big commitment up front when a new anime season starts. So The Last uh-huh. of Us can fuck right off until I get to it. I'm looking forward to uh, getting, doing some painting today. Uh, I didn't paint any yesterday. And after the uh, Chiefs, tremendous victory uh in the last three seconds uh i painted up one of my eldar to uh have a 15 on its back and so it's it's farseer mahomes and i really like how it turned out so i'm excited to try that painting technique again and see how some more guys turn out probably gonna paint them up in chief's colors uh dm me uh dm me farseer mahomes and i'll post them on my uh on my twitter feed Nice. I, I will do that. I'm very yeah. happy with how he turned out. I yeah. was trying a new painting technique for me called Slap Chop. It's, it's quite controversial, but I really like how he turned out. I, I'm all here for painting controversies. I, I want I want you to get big so that someone <laughs> someday can shit talk your painting the way you should talk Martin Geddes' photography. Uh, no, I'm never going to like... I, <laughs> My partner has a degree. Don't even get me started on the guy that Sarge uh, saw at uh, the event we went to that he hated. There's a there, there's a guy there that he hates. Do you remember that guy, Sarge? Yes. The guy with the backpack who you hate? Like, <laughs> like a Ghostbusters level backpack lighting rig. And it just looked so fucking corny. And, and you mentioned it one time, and for perpetually forever, it is <laughs> that man has become your nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Anyway, we're we're really in the weeds now. Uh, Mike yeah. Grades, what are you excited about, man? Uh, I'm excited because I'm going to be able to get some sleep for the first time in forever. Uh, so I had this just incredible, incredible moment last night. So my my. My shift is ending. I will be released from the the burdens of casino life. And this guy who I knew was going to be a problem from like the word go, just just the vibe of this man was just was just off. He proceeded to uh, have an incident, and it was, the incident was literally another supervisor looked at this man. That is literally all that happened. He was looked at. And that man then went to my manager and proceeded to uh, chew his ear off for over an hour about being looked at by this other supervisor. This was like uh, Pai Mei and Kill Bill, who was inconsolable about not having a nod back. And during the whole time this guy was saying shit like now back back in my old ways i would have just taken that guy and i would have thumped him but i'm trying to do the right thing now so i'm just coming to you to 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 talk this out and and the guy and and, and basically me the other supervisor my my manager we were all trapped for an 
hour as this guy whined and complained about being looked at by by the other supervisor. That was it. That was the entire story. The guy just kept circling back to it over and over and again for an hour. And the manager was just like, so he looked at you. And he'd be like, yes, he disrespected me. The way he looked at me was so disrespectful. And he was like, what else happened? And he was like, and, and, and about a half hour into the conversation, he then made up. He's like, oh, yeah. Then he started bad-mouthing me. Then he started really laying into me. And the manager was like, what did he say to you? And he, and the man said, and I quote, I'm not a rat. And it's like, we're, you, we've been listening to you talk to us for a half hour because you're ratting out my, my coworker for looking at you. But you're not going to rat him out about him uh, bad-mouthing you, him berating you. And it just never ended. And eventually we were able to gingerly uh, – he and the best part about the, the the payoff of all of this horror was that a bunch of the time he'd be like, "Oh, my girlfriend's in the car. She's waiting for me." Like, I, I, like I, just, I don't want. It. But he he just he couldn't leave, even though he had abandoned his girlfriend to the car. So when he got out to leave, his girlfriend had drove off and left him, and then he uh, had to uh, get a cab, and it was just. Magical. It was just an absolutely magical experience. I was, and you're excited about hating well, this man? I'm excited about the fact that this that man denied me sleep, so I'm even more exhausted today. <laughs> I've been exhausted for four days running, and I'm excited the fact that like after this podcast is over, I'm probably just going to like face plant into the ground and just like sleep for the next like twelve hours. Wow, like, I love I love how much of this burden you shouldered on this old man. You haven't gotten sleep for four days, but this old man vexes you for one day and you're just like this fucking old man. Because I, ah! I was looking forward to sleeping so much last night and he just took it away from me. He was just like, no, you don't get to leave. You don't get to go to bed. You just get to fucking listen to this this drunk man. Well, the bad, bad news, Mike Raines, I'm, I'm coming over and me and you, we're going to go on a six hour Italian food bender. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to hit no! all the spots. Yep. No! Not, not only are you not going to be sleeping, you're going to be having a belly full of warm pasta, and it's going to make you want to knock right out. We're going to die uh... on the highway. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, that's not that's not true. I already ordered Italian food from a, a, a local place called Domino's, I believe, or Domino's. <laughs> I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's. it's... You should try out those those famous Toretto's. This favorite Irish restaurateur's McDonald's. I hear they have incredible ethnic cuisine there. Uh, yes, I mean only the. Fi- I mean, how how are their how are their fried potatoes? Uh, Probably pretty good, a, I'd reckon. We have a yes. local place here in Kansas City, and they say when you eat there, uh, your family—that's their yes, their big tagline. Yes. Wait, they they say that when you're when you eat there, you're eating your family. That is crazy. Yeah. That's a, I mean that's a, that's a wild gimmick for as long as it lasts. Yes, the fucking cannibals. It's man meat. Anyway, they're putting the man back in man, which what a what a great joke. Uh, what an incredible joke. Not such an incredible joke. I'm going to be heading out at old hell world. Like suddenly just uh, like a Millie Vanilla getting caught lip syncing. I'm just going to slowly dance off stage. Uh, and I'm going to take uh, my co-host with me, uh, and we're going to do a little uh, a little skidbarink right off the stage. <laughs> oh my god, we're so Here we're so far in the weeds. 
Uh, yeah, I've also, but I, I've heard weird things about it all being all corners. Anyway, that, that's for a later podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, can't imagine that anybody still is, but if you're here still, uh, God bless you. Uh, we appreciate you and your support. If you want to continue supporting the show, tell a friend or leave a five star review or do any of that happy horse shit. Uh, call it action style that people, uh, insist that you do on their platforms now. Uh, don't hit the player, hit the game. If you have money and you want to support the show, you can give it to us and we will happily accept it. You can do so by giving it to us at patreon.com slash poker politics where you can donate uh, at various tiers. If you give us at least $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, which is uh, over 50 hours of good hot stuff now. So uh, get in there and enjoy some of our old series, such as Cabalin, or what we do out of Shadows. Those are, those are the ones I would start with. We also have Mule's Errand. At some point, we'll get back to Queem. Uh, Mike Rains has been doing a bunch of solo stuff recently. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good shit. We, we got a suggestion from a user today that to, to watch National Treasure and see how much Q-related nonsense is in National Treasure. I actually think that's a pretty savvy idea. Uh, so you know we, we, we have stuff in the fire if you have money you don't want to give it to us because we suck we get it <laughs> you can do some good with it by donating it to love146.org an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation uh, or you know you, you seem pretty savvy you can probably figure out how to do good with that money if you don't want to give it to us do some good with it and that will make us happy thanks as ever for, to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our intro song uh, no social media for DJ Minimal Effort. I'll never be able to get you guys to think it properly. He is immune to calls to action. Uh, but call to action I shall for Frosty, our friend who does all of our bumps. You can find Frosty on Twitter at FrostyVO, uh, at least until Twitter uh, turns into a black hole that used to be a social media empire. Uh, speaking of black hole, you can find us there. The show is at Hellworld. Uh, with a Q instead of an O, so sneaky. You can find me at Hellworld L, spelled the same way as the show. You can find Sarge at Sergeant Hell, and you can find Mike Rains at Poker Politics. Obviously, that's why you're here. His expert opinion on QAnon-related bullshit. What a lad. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I've been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined by that guy I just mentioned, Sarge, and that guy I was just praising, Mister Mike Rains. Good speed, Patriots. <laughs>